This is the Fresh Life Podcast. When love becomes real and stories become testimonies, we are best friends who happened to get married almost 10 years ago. Plenty of mistakes, crazy choices, and strange things have taken place. But through it all, love continues to win. So join us on this journey as we share with you stories about our lives as parents and partners in love. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fresh Fresh Life. Life. getting money honey hey 2020 ain't nothing funny ain't nothing funny about getting money what up what up what up man we are back here in the fresh life podcast studios i am your host chris marvell happy new year man we're eight days late i mean i'll be honest with you but I am so excited to be sitting here with you guys. I mean, to be quite honest with you, um, this is a gift. You know, we have the opportunity, of, of course, of sitting here in 2020. 20 years ago was the scare of Y2K. I mean, can you believe that? 20 years ago was the scare of Y2K. 2001 was when the towers fell in New York City. And uh, tragically, so many people lost their life. I mean, we're talking 20 years ago that is crazy so man i just must say man happy new year to everybody listening to the fresh life podcast here i wanted to um just kind of you know just kind of put out there man i'm of course just thankful that my family's healthy my wife is healthy Uh, jasmine uh could not be here with us at the moment um because i am recording at three in the morning uh so she should be asleep but in the meantime, between time, uh, I am here because I have something to say to y'all. Uh, the biggest thing that I wanted to get off my chest was just to make this year hot. Last year was such a big year uh, for me and Jazz. Uh, we got the Fresh Life podcast off the ground, number one. Uh, we got the Fresh Life rolling, number two. We kicked out a journal, number three. Uh, Jasmine launched her first Overcome Her event here in Cleveland, Ohio. And she has a second one coming up this weekend, January 11th, for those who are listening. So it's not too late to actually buy your ticket uh, and head over to Cleveland. We got people coming from out of the state, uh, from all over. So trust me, you will not be alone in the room uh, of people who are not from Cleveland attending this event. Uh, This is an event you want to come to. If you want to buy a ticket to overcome her, visit thefreshlifestore.com and you can put in the code Fresh Life Podcast and receive a discount on me. All right. If you want to receive a discount, go to the freshlifestore.com, click on the overcomer. I want to come uh, tab, and you're going to put in the discount code for those listening Fresh Life Podcast. Okay. Don't say I never give y'all nothing. So, with that being said, um, One of the biggest things that I got through last year uh, was I completed my degree. I am uh, officially a college graduate. I have my bachelor's of science in psychology, which is unbelievable. And it took me, I started school when I was 19. I'm 
uh, upper in my 30s now. And so it took me a long time to complete it. But guess what? I did it because I'm a finisher because I finished this thing. Right. And the thing that I wanted to talk about today um, was what is the most important question of your life? Not just your year, but what is the most important question that we're dealing with of your life, right? And when we talk about your life, I mean, we're talking about something that is significant. Like, this is a chance for you to make your mark on the world. This is, you know, you were born, you were designed with a purpose. You didn't just come to this earth as some molecular, you know, structure that just was floating you know, with nothing meant for itself. Like, that's not what we're about. Like, your life means something. Like, you were intended to leave a mark, a legacy, um, a, uh, a push, a dent in the earth. And one of the things I wanted to discuss again, man, what is the most important question of your life? And we talk about this and we know that everybody wants to feel good, right? Um, everyone wants to live carefree and be happy and easygoing and, you know, just have like the dopest of times in their life. Um, they want to fall in love, have the best sex ever. Um, the relationship that is, you know, bay and relationship goals. And, you know, we all want that. We all want that. We want it to, we want it to look perfect. We want it to look clean. Uh, we want enough money in our pocket where we don't have to think about what we spend. You know, we want to go wherever we want. You know, heck, you know, give my partner a stake too. And you know what? You guys are going to Las Vegas tomorrow. Heck, we'll come too. Money's not an issue. We live life this way. And it's like, man, you could be like this, like total, like, you know, baller. I mean, you could on earth. We could really do a lot of things. I mean, you could walk into a room and get all the respect possible where everybody turns your way when you walk in. And it's like, whoa, Chris and Jazz are here. Whoa. Like, man, I'm so happy you guys came. You guys like, like you can, you can be that, but it's easy to want to be that. But what does it take to be that? Like if, if we talked about like, what does your life mean? In the end, like, what will we get from your life? And you might say something like, I mean, listen, I just want to have enough money. I want to have an amazing, beautiful family. And I want to, you know, do really good work in the earth. Like, that's what I want, which is very, very, you know, ambiguous and bland. And it doesn't really take shape of anything. I mean, what does it mean? Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of like what everybody could say. I mean, anybody with a brain could say that they want a good job, they want a healthy family, and they want to have some money. The question that I'm really, really, really curious about, though, like the real question I'm curious about is not what you want, but what are you willing to struggle for? Like, what pain are you willing to endure to get what you want? Because we all want stuff, but I'm telling you that there's a there's a stopgap called uh, inconvenience, um, uncertainty, pain, um, just all types of things that mentally block us off. And my question again is, what are you willing to struggle for? Like, what are you willing to say? I'm willing to push past this because it's worth that. 
So we all want, you know, an amazing, you know, career or business to be financially independent. Um, but that's not that's not the makeup of what this is going to look like. I mean, you know, some of us don't want to work 65 hours a week. Uh, we don't want to drive, you know, to one city to the next to meet with a client or to make a sale or we don't want to deal with obnoxious paperwork. Um, we don't want to deal with the corporate rules and structure. Um, we don't want to be stuck in vanilla cubicle hell. Who wants that? But the, the problem is, is that people on the flip side want to be really wealthy like Instagram wealthy, like not just like, you know, lifestyles of the rich and fame. They want to be Instagram wealthy where they got the stuff that their friends envy, that the world that they can take a, a filtered photo of and that everyone envies them, you know, or that's what people, they want that. Not everybody, but people want that. And, but they want to do it without any risk. They want to do it without like no sacrifice. And like you talk about delayed gratification, like that's the hardest thing in the world is to delay what I want. And I'll be very honest with you, you know, growing up, I didn't really get a good chance at seeing what it took to finish really big things like these moments that I'm crossing here, you know, writing and finishing a book like I did three years ago. Well, was it now four years ago, um, writing and finishing a book, which is an unbelievable thing. I mean, it's almost as rare as walking into a room and there being a, a PhD in the room, but finishing that, right? Uh, starting multiple businesses, um, getting married young, uh, man, finishing my degree. Like these are elements that I didn't really get a, a thing. I didn't really get a chance to see these things growing up, but I knew that I wanted them. I knew that it was a, it was on the better side of life. Like I knew that if there was something good, that this must be it. And so I was willing to sacrifice something in order to get it. So what I'm saying is, is when it came to marriage, I was willing to sacrifice my singleness for one person. I was willing to sacrifice going to bed really early so that I could stay up and complete my homework. Um, I was willing to sacrifice a lot of my free time so that I could put 40,000 words in a book. But I was willing to sacrifice that because of what I wanted. So my question to you is, outside of amazing sex that blows your mind, leaves your back hurting, leaves your hip out of place, in an amazing relationship that your grandma, your aunties, and the whole church is talking about, what tough conversations, what weird silence, what hurt feelings, or what are you willing to go through to get that stuff? Like, you talk about a relationship that you want, but what are you willing to do to deal with that? Like, no, nobody lucks up on an amazing relationship, right? I mean, we don't like jazz and I have been through some stuff like some real deal, holy field stuff, like some Mike Tyson biting your ear off relationship stuff. And we still here And the difference of us 
and somebody else, it's not that we're better. It's not. It's just that we refuse to settle. Like, we didn't settle for just, you know, dealing with the pain and saying, you know what, you hurt me, so I'm out. Or we weren't willing to settle even with each other. I mean, it took us a while to figure out we want to be with each other. So many people settle and they wonder, what if I didn't? What if I didn't let them? What if I chose? Like, and we do that for years and years until the question then just becomes, what if? Into, was that it? Like, was that all that this was supposed to be? And so now, you're divorced, you're sad, um, nothing that you wanted actually, you know, came to fruition. And so now, you know, here comes the alimony check, here comes the conversation with mom, you know, you get to grieve, you get to tell your girlfriends how much of a jerk he was, um, you get to write your blog post and, you know, talk about how you're back on the scene and you're swiping left on Tinder, and now you're back on the scene, but what was all that for? I mean, like, what was the point of all that? What were your expectations 20 years before that, 15 years, 10 years before that? Like, what was the expectation of the relationship? Did you not think there was going to be difficulty? Did you not think there was going to be some type of impediments or obstacles that were going to be there? Because happiness requires struggle. Like, the positive is the side effect of, of handling the negative, right? Like, you get to experience the positive. Because you're now being rewarded for handling the negative. Like the negative is a part of our life. The negative is a part of our life. The negative is a part of our life. Now, you can only avoid negative experiences for so long before they come, it's like flying back into your life. Because at the core of all human behavior, our needs are more or less similar, right? I mean, they're, they're pretty much the same. We all need to eat, we all need to sleep, we want money, vacations, like we all want that stuff, right? We want positive affirmation and we want to feel like we matter in the world. But the positive part is super easy to handle. Everybody can handle a positive experience, but it's the negative experience that we all, by some way, struggle with. And therefore, what we get out of life is not determined, is not determined by the good feelings it's not determined by the stuff that we desire, all the stuff that, that makes our heart sing and feel good. But it's, it's, it's the bad feelings that we're, if we can deal with the bad feelings and we're willing and able to sustain that, that's what gets us to those good feelings. Because if you hit an initial good feeling, that's just a sample, right? If you're in a relationship and it just started, and I wrote this, I wrote about this stuff in Love Laws. This is the reason I wrote the book. If you're in a relationship and it just started and it feels good, you like calling them like that lunch date, getting ice cream, whatever it is, feels good. You know, you feel like you two click. You're not going to be rewarded with another spike in good feelings that feels like that until you go through a negative. And if that negative is what turns you off, then you almost didn't really deserve the other side of the good feelings. Like it takes work to get multiple good feelings, right? Like you need good feelings. 
but it takes work to get that multiple times. So now we've been married going on 10 years this year. And you don't think that we deserve some good feelings? <laughs> I mean, we deserve like the best of feelings. I mean, we've argued. We have cussed each other out. Um, I've slept on the couch more times than I can remember. Um, she's pushed out two kids. I mean, we spend money smart and foolishly. You don't think that we deserve some good times? We have fought for what we have. You don't think that I deserve that degree that came in the mail and I get to graduate and walk across that stage on January 17th? You don't think I deserve that piece of paper after all the times that I stood up at four in the morning nodding off at my computer when everybody else was sleeping in the bed? I deserve that. I deserve the good feelings that come from that. And so people want, you know, you, you can't have it all. I mean, you want this, you want this amazing business. You want to be financially free and independent, but you, you're not willing to take any risk. You don't deal with uncertainty. You have you want nothing to do with it. You the repeated failures and in working insane hours on something, like you have no idea what that means to your success. Like you working insane hours and failing over and over again, like that's what it's made out of. Is the uncertainty, is the risk. I just met with my guy, John Manning, and his beautiful wife, Laura Manning, and Jazz, and we all sat around a round table and, you know, ate dinner and ate desserts, and we talked about business. Like, we were up late. John has to get up in the morning and take a flight. I mean, here I am. You know, we got we got things we got to do. Our kids were tired, but I'm telling you, the sacrifice of, of taking a Tuesday night and meeting with someone who's doing well for themselves, who knows the angles and curves around where you're trying to go, that's worth it. And him telling me that we got to take more risk. We need to be in places that we need to be in rooms and, and around things and, and study people who are, you know, way bigger than where we are. Like, that's what we need to hear. You need to put yourself in a position where you're not the biggest fish in the room. And so oftentimes, a bit of your uncertainty is, do I feel sure about myself? Like, I'm not even willing to sacrifice being the best in the room because my self-esteem is low. And so meeting with John, how many, how many of you men listening to this would be willing to meet with somebody who's not, you know, wealthy and famous, but just doing better than you in the financial area, in the business area? I mean, he's, he's, why, why would you not be willing? Because it sacrificed your ego? So when I say, you know, when we talk about what determines your success, again, it isn't what do you want to enjoy? It's not I want to enjoy a, a beach four times a year. It's not I want to enjoy not thinking about money. Uh, it's not that I want to enjoy sending my kids to the best schools. The question truly is, what pain do you want to sustain? What pain are you willing to subject yourself to voluntarily? Because the quality of your life is truly, 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 truly not determined by the quality of your positive experiences, but by the quality of your negative experiences. Like, I'm telling you, like, I can't think of learning a lot out of a positive experience. It may be, it may have reinforced an idea, but it is those negative experiences that I learned from, right? I mean, even when it comes to 
um, you know, stuff like driving. Like I read about a negative experience. I read about this NFL player who um, accidentally, you know, ran over his three-year-old baby and she died, unfortunately. This was a couple years ago and I remember hearing that story and my son was like two and for like it made a scar on me like i i just can't shake it i can't shake it like i every time i back out i like double triple check if my kids are not in the car yet to make sure that none of them are behind the car right i look in the in the camera thing and i see if there's anybody walking around because the negative experience of reading that story was a much larger mark then I can't even remember like a positive fluffy story I read about an NFL player and his kid. I can't remember it, but I can remember a negative one because it put a little fear in me. You know what I mean? Like it taught me something and I, I've become really good at dealing with negative experiences because I know that on the other side is the good. And I know that me taking that extra second means that my kid is probably alive because I'm willing to take that extra second because I learned from this man's misfortune. And so when you get good at dealing with negative experiences, you can best believe that the good stuff is coming on the other end. I mean, I've, let me think, I've, I've heard people say stuff like, you just got to want it bad enough. Like you just got to want to go get it. Like you got to go and get what you got to get because getting is what life's about. And if you ain't getting it, you ain't got it. So good. That's your fault. Like, okay. Well, everybody wants something, bucko. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody wants, you know, something out of their life, but everybody, you know, wants something enough. They do. Like, my kids want something. They'll beg me for it. They'll beg me to the point that they know they're going to get in trouble for keep asking me. But most people just aren't aware of what it is they want or rather what they want enough. Like you're not even really sure what you want. And you're not even sure if you want that enough. Like when you really hone in on what you want, you're not even really sure if you want it enough. Like, do you really want to be a, a DECA millionaire? Like, do you really want that? Because I would probably wager by study that it either takes you to have went to school a long time, sacrificed a lot of things, including your family, the intimacy of your family, but that is that worth it to you, or is being worth a few hundred thousand okay? Would that fit your lifestyle more? Would that fit your stress more? Because honestly, if you want the benefits of something in life, you have to also want the cost. Truth. Like I have a friend who's a psychiatrist. She spent a lot of years in school, and now she's able to reap those benefits which is a great salary. But on the flip side, there are people who think school sucks and they think it's all about a, a scheme and a scam to get their money and student loans, which is cool. And it can be that. But guess what? She doesn't really, you know, think about how she's going to pay for groceries today. And she doesn't also think about if she can take a vacation next month. 
But the truth is, it took a major sacrifice for her to economically get there. Um, when we say we want peace in our life, we want peace. You want peace of mind? Who are you willing to X out your life? Who are you willing to say, you know what? I've had enough. You know, um, mom, dad, brother, cousin, sister, friend. I don't know. If you're stealing a bit of my peace, I can't go to Walmart and buy that. And that only comes, you know, by way of removing you from my life. So because I can't re- I can't buy enough, I can't buy more peace. I'm going to just replace this because whatever you're bringing me is costing me my peace. And do you really want that bad enough, though? Like, do you want that bad enough to where you might lose the relationship? Like, is it worth your peace? Is it worth your time? Is it worth your mental space? Like, you have to really think about what you want. So when we talk about that again, I, I just think that's something that we have to really consider. And I just want to drive that home. Like, what are what is the most important question? Like, if you find yourself month after month, like year after year, and that nothing has happened in your life, like the last five years look like the last, like the previous five, and you've not gotten any closer to what you want out of life, then maybe what you actually want is like a fantasy. It's in like an idealization. Uh, it's an image. It's a false promise. It's a poster on the wall. It is an advertisement. Like, right. I mean, what you want isn't maybe real to you at least. Like maybe what you want isn't what you want. You just enjoy wanting it. You just enjoy telling people that you want it. You really don't want it. Like you, and that's okay. It is okay to not really want what you think you want. I'm just being honest with you. I mean, I want a certain car. And I imagine that maybe it's a possibility if I drove it, I would hate it. Right? Like we all talk about, oh, I got a good one. Watch this, watch this. We all talk about how we want a bigger house, right? And we want this bigger house and we want like, you know, 10,000 square feet and we want the big columns in the front and, you know, uh, up upstairs, downstairs, full, complete basement with 10 foot ceilings. Like, you know, we want that long driveway. Maybe we want to cook, you know, we want to cook in the house, a chef. And it's a good chance you walk in that house and it's too big. It's like not enough love. It's not intimate enough. Like, and it's not a problem with wanting the mansion, but do you really want it? Like, do you really want it? Because you're going to sacrifice your intimacy. Your chef's walking around the house and now you don't have privacy. Um, I'm saying like all these things we think we want. Are they real? Are they really real? Because once we zone in on what we want, we can then at that point go after it. Then we can attack. Now we can write the list down and say, you know what? I'm about to go crush this thing because I have zoned in on what it is I want. And I know I don't want that. Like, I don't need that. Um, I bought my wife a Louis Vuitton purse for Christmas. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I bought my wife a Louis Vuitton purse for Christmas. I had done so much research on this purse, like so much research and just trying to make sure that I was honing in on the purse that I thought she would want. And the reason that I bought her this purse in particular is because she went to um, on her trip to Africa 
And she ended up coming back and being very, very comfortable with like a smaller purse. It was like it was everything she needed. And she said, Chris, if I ever get another purse, I want a smaller one. So, of course, me being grandiose, trying to be the loving, amazing husband I am, I went and bought her a Louis Vuitton purse. And so she got it for Christmas and she was excited at first. And then she was like, you know what? I don't really need this. Like, I thought I wanted it. I thought I would want this, but I don't really need this. I'm okay with just spending a few hundred dollars on a purse. And I'm cool with that. So she didn't want it. And not because we couldn't afford it. It's just she didn't want it. And it's amazing to me that she was willing to be honest and vulnerable because the fantasy part about that is kind of over for her. She's had the bags before. And I think that she understood that it didn't bring her any more joy than what she imagined it might have brought her. Or it didn't bring her any more joy than the last bag. It was like, you know what, let's just be efficient. Let's just go get that money back and do something else with it. And I respected that times a million. I didn't, I fought on a little bit and my feelings a little hurt. I was in my feelings a little bit, but end of the day, it made sense. Um, But yeah, I think that we have to just really just be very honest about ourselves, right? Um, So I want to say that who you are is defined by the values you are willing to struggle for in a roundabout way, not in entirely, but to a degree, right? I mean, when we look at somebody, like we look at them and call them great or call them a legend or whatever, like we're looking at what they were willing to struggle for. Um, but the people who enjoy the struggles are the ones who obtain the rewards. The people who enjoy the long work weeks and the long days at the gym, um, and the politics of the corporate world, um, those are the ones who really benefit and reap. The people who take the time to go to therapy and cry and struggle on the therapist's couch, and the person who makes the tough phone call that handles their business, or the person who calls the credit companies and deals with their credit, um, and knowing that for this season they can't buy X, Y, and Z, the person who Uh, says I'm going to go back to school because my income doesn't match my potential. The person who's willing to sacrifice in those areas, the person who says, you know, I'm willing to cook at home instead of eating all my money, that person I'm willing to, I am willing to um, read with my child instead of going to bed at a convenient time. That person reaps the rewards in the end because it's not, a call at this moment for willpower grit. And this is not one of those no pain, no gain situations. This is the most simple and basic thing of life that our struggles determine our success. So when I tell you this, choose your struggles wisely because in the end, it is very, very important that you understand how important it is to ultimately Live the life that you've dreamt. And as we've always said before, we do the hard things. And that's what we made our life out of. So um, thank you so much for listening. I want to also push and and persuade you um, to, of course, visit thefreshlifestore.com. Buy your tickets if you've not already purchased them. Hey, guess what? What? 
We got a new product coming out soon And I want you all to stay tuned We're about to have a hot year man We're going for it Also if you have not purchased your Fresh Life Productivity Journal Please do so Start your year um, You know right where you need to be Start your year with energy, focus Being as productive as possible Um, Man the Fresh Life Productivity Journal Was designed for you Um, Right now we're running low But man we're going to get some more out to you Probably we might redesign them I be telling you all the little secrets, but nonetheless, I want you all to stay tuned for what we are doing. The Fresh Life is about to be popping and hot. Um, if you remember, send this over to um, any of your friends who've never heard the Fresh Life podcast. Uh, send this out to whoever you need to send it out to, um, and let them get a glimpse of what we're doing over here. So, thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. You're awesome. Take care.